Good morning and welcome to Phil and Pipe Podcast. This is episode 23, Twilight, chapters 10 through 12. I'm your co-host, Brittany Ross, and I'm here to give you some morning announcements, or afternoon, or evening, or night, depending on when you're listening to this. If y'all want to get a little deeper into the behind the scenes of Fiddle and Pipe, you're more than welcome to follow us on Instagram at Fiddle and Pipe. You can also follow us individually. I'm at BM Ross Music and Catherine is at Cat Flinch Flute. If Instagram isn't really your thing, you're more than welcome to follow us on our Facebook group, Fiddle and Pipe Forum. There we will post things that we talk about in the episodes, behind the scenes content. If maybe you want to be a little bit more active in supporting Fiddle and Pipe, you're more than welcome to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Your podcast becomes more accessible the more ratings and reviews that you have. We actually do have some more ratings, which is super rad. Thank you all for pitching in. We really appreciate it. And if you write a review, we will definitely read it on air. We are also active on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash fiddle and pipe. There for $5 a month, you can listen to our happy hour podcast where Catherine and I just hang back with some brewskis and chat about life and whatever else comes up. We also have outtakes and bloopers there, and the more popular our Patreon gets, I'm sure we will add more tiers, more options, more content for y'all. We also have listener support on Anchor. That's anchor.com slash fiddleandpipe. There are three different tiers there, all monthly donations. And I just want to take a second to thank our patrons, Lauren and Rainer. Without your help, we would have a harder time making our podcasts. Thank you for contributing, and we really appreciate it. And hopefully more of you will join those ranks soon. This is the end of my script, so have fun listening to this episode. It's one of our first live recordings where we're actually both in the same room, so it's a good one. Check it. I'm Brittany Ross, and I play the fiddle. I'm Catherine Flincham, and I play the pipe. And together, we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff. So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in. She might murder me in my sleep. Is that verse two? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, are we recording (laughs) Um, <clears throat> welcome to Fiddle and Pipe. <laughs> this is not happy hour, but singing hour because I'm delirious after being awake since 3 a.m. in the morning to travel to Georgia so I could podcast with Brittany in person. Yeah, that's the only reason you came to Georgia. The only reason. <laughs> Just for this episode. Just this one. But yes, we are in person today, not on Zoom, not with glitching internet, not with terrible internet connections at all. Um, Maybe terrible mental connection, though. Yes, because um, it is a very long day today. And now our microphones are working. And and we have them. We are going to try not to do these audio <laughs> mess ups. Here we are, 20... 20- <sighs> Two episodes in? Yeah. I'm really still working on that clean audio that yeah. y'all have come to really desire from our podcast. Yeah. So um, we are getting our crap together. And um, yeah, we're in person today. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's nice to see your face, your beautiful face, 
not through frozen a frozen (laughs) (laughs) where you're like slowed down like 10 times where you're like yes yeah anyway are you wearing contacts by the way i am wearing contacts you wear contacts on a plane i did wear contacts on a plane because i need to see i always wear glasses on the plane well i usually wear glasses but with me wearing my mask and everything and i just don't like the fogginess of wearing my glasses with my mask because i haven't mastered the art of not fogging up my glasses with a mask just breathe less (laughs) how is that possible Brittany? just don't don't breathe as much just don't breathe as much okay um i will grow some um gills (laughs) and try so you'll suffocate (laughs) Or I'll learn, like, photosynthesis or something like that. Yeah, that'd be good. If you have all that free time, I think that'd be a good skill for you to learn. <laughs> photosynthesis. <laughs> it reminds me of that Spongebob episode. Photosynthesis. Yeah, he's like, photosynthesis. <laughs> Sorry. So today we're discussing chapters 10 through 12. Of Twilight. Fifty Shades of Twilight. Fifty Shades of Twilight. You have Twilight Blue. Gray. Twilight blue is a color. Fifty shades of like dif- fifty different. Oh, are you talking about like actual twilight, like the time of day? That's what this book name is referencing. <laughs> Do you not know that? <laughs> You're spoiling the ending, Brittany. I am. <laughs> so now we're actually going to get into Twilight. This is chapter 10 called Interrogations. And I'm going to interrogate you, Brittany, because I am wired on this second cup. Do it. What did you think about this chapter? Uh, I thought it was a lot of high school drama. I mean, isn't that just high school in one little summary? Drama. In a nutshell, are you still processing? Yeah, I'm still delirious. <laughs> so my sentences are not going to be, I don't know, they're just not going to be good. We'll just, I'll be fine. Anyway, (laughs) so Twilight, interrogations. Bella had a dream about Edward. It's not even a sex dream. No, sorry, Fifty Shades fans, but not yet. Not yet. I mean, we all know what teenagers are thinking. Sick minds. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, you perverts out there. (laughs) So she has this dream, and she wakes up, and she is like, wow, this dream felt so real that I even dreamed of his scent she is what does he smell like now that i'm thinking about it i do remember there was a moment where she talks about it and it he smells like at least there's some essence of like lavender in his scent but i don't like the smell of lavender that much i think it's a very old people smell Well, wait, isn't he like a hundred and I mean, yeah, something? Technically, so that, that fits him. Fits the bill. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, when you think about it, he's a vampire. He's been dead. His body is not pumping blood. It's pretty much like a stiff, decayed, not a non-decayed formaldehyde <laughs> body. I don't know. But formaldehyde is what they put in your body when they drain out your blood. Maybe so it wouldn't vamp- be formaldehyde. Maybe vampires are made out of formaldehyde. It's a theory. It's a theory. We'll work with it. Yeah, well, uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, if you're listening, we, we know you are. What are vampires made of? Yeah. We, we want to know. We really want to know. Your listeners want to know. You're the one that wrote this book. You better tell us. 
So Bella's just getting ready for school, doing her thing, and she drinks milk straight from the carton, which is like super unsanitary. Yeah, no, that's not a thing. That's gross. I feel like if I ever did anything like that as a kid, my parents would just be like, what the heck are my you My parents would have been so pissed because they're... They would have been like, oh, you just contaminated that for everyone. And if you're sick? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially during COVID times. There's no way. I mean, I can't imagine. When does milk really come from the carton? I know oat milk and almond milk come in the carton. You don't open it up and like that folding flap, whatever it is. No, it has like the little twist off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have evolved over time. And I remember even back then in the mid 2000s, it was the same thing. Yeah. The only time you really have the one that you fold out is like the tiny little ones you got at school. And those were gross. I used to like the chocolate milk ones, but only through maybe sixth or seventh grade. I feel like you hit an age in middle school where milk just becomes really gross. Yeah. I think I stopped drinking the milk at school because it was so cold that there would be ice chunks inside. So I would drink the milk and I would be drinking like a milk chunk. (laughs) (laughs) And it would just like be so cold and I'm like. This sounds disgusting. Not expected at all. There was a point where I could taste the cardboard and I just realized that. And I was like, this is nasty. And then I stopped drinking. Like I said, I feel like you just hit an age where You just stop drinking milk and anyone who drinks a full glass of milk as an adult is a sociopath. I have one customer at least that I can think of on top of my head who has come in and they don't order coffee. They just order a cup of milk. (laughs) That's disgusting. I mean, in the wintertime, I get it, but it would be like in the middle of the day when it was hot. And I'm like, okay, that's not... mm. I'm not opposed to dairy, but I just don't drink a straight up glass of milk. I will every now and then at night. What's wrong with you? What? Do you warm it up too? Um, sometimes. <gasps> I like it. That's Ugh. how I fell asleep. When I was a kid. Are you a bedwetter too? No. <laughs> what? No. I feel like I'm regressing. I feel like I'm exposed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Speaking but, of yeah. exposed, Edward picks up Bella for school. He's just there. He's just hanging out. Yeah, he is always conveniently around. And you're like, dude, get a hobby. Yeah, there's no text message, no phone call, no bird call. I don't know. He just shows up. It was such a thick fog that I was a few feet down the driveway before I realized that there was a car in it. A silver car. My heart thudded, stuttered, and then picked up again in double time. I didn't see where he came from, but suddenly he was there pulling the door open for me. I mean, excuse me. He's just there. Do you know what an invitation is, sir? When I was around this age, I remember having friendships to where like the person that I was friends with would ask, oh, do you want to go out with me? And I would say, sure. And then immediately the next day, I would go to school and they're just following me around. Mm -hmm. I wasn't into it. I was 16 years old, 15, whatever, 14. I was not into Seven. it. Seven. Who knows? Seven. <laughs> I really just wasn't into the following around and popping up. I'm a very independent person, I guess. When I start a relationship, I'm like, oh my god, like it's so exciting. You're in the honeymoon phase as much as everyone else is when they're in relationships. Yeah, but I also need my space. Right. I like my space. Myspace.com? So, yeah. And here, Facebook was definitely a thing. 
in Twilight, like no it existed. Of it, no mention of it. No, nope. so, you know, maybe that's actually what we're not getting. Is Bella posted status? I'm heading outside to go to school, and then Edward sees it, <laughs> likes it, and drives to her house. Or he just runs, or he super speeds it because he is Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he does. So the laws of the road don't apply to him, or speed limits, or anything. Edward says that he's breaking all the rules, which is kind of creepy. And the reason why he's saying that is because you know they're hanging out; they're not supposed to be hanging out. Mm-hmm. He's driving a flashy car. He's not going to school with his family, so he's going against all these things he's a that are rebel. Yeah, he's going against all these things that are set norms. He also kind of gets on her, and he's like, "What? No twenty questions today." <laughs> Come on. She just woke up. She just drank milk from the carton. She's obviously had a rough morning. And she was dreaming about you all freaking night. Not even a sex dream. Just give her some space. Give her some space. Let her think. Let her wake up a little bit. She hasn't even had coffee yet. This is like a day after she finds out that you're a vampire. Literally. She got the actual answer. Yeah. I really don't think it was a real answer. No, it was just like, uh, I'm not gonna deny it sort of thing. Like, how long have you been 17? A while. (laughs) (laughs) And he says he has an impish smile and I thought of Bartok. (laughs) We just looked up this quote, but what was the quote from The Office that Dwight said? Impish or admirable. Admirable. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bill Schnickel. I guess he wants her to ask these questions because he likes her reactions. He finds them interesting because she reacts. Well, it's because he can't read her mind. Yeah. So he's like, I can't anticipate how you're going to respond to what I ask and what I say. And he doesn't know if she's like making it up or not. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can you just let the girl think for herself? Can you not play mind games with a 17-year-old girl? And you're what, like 90? 100? Pedophile. <laughs> He does say that they're officially dating, which is an interesting development because just Je- yeah, Jessica walks up and Edward accidentally bedazzles her. Yes. And then she walks away and I think she gives Bella her jacket back and Edward's like, she wants to know if we're officially dating. And then he says, I wouldn't be opposed if you said that. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that was fast. That was a, what, 12-hour relationship happening right now? Mm-hmm. 12 hours. We're 12 hours in, people. And they're already dating. And that, I mean, if you think about it, though. That's high school. That's high school. Yeah. Because I remember, I mean, as an adult, I would definitely do things differently. But I remember high school was definitely like someone would say that they had a crush on you. Mm-hmm. And then if you had a crush on them, you'd usually just agree to be boyfriend-girlfriend. And then they would follow you around all day. Yeah. And, but now as an adult, I mean, I'm married. I hopefully will stay married. David, if you're listening to this, don't divorce me. I like you. I still you. can't believe that the day after you guys got married, you were like, God forbid if David dies and he's standing right there. <laughs> and you're All happy. And you're like, I'm going to elope the next time. I, I was will. Like, what? I will. The wedding, weddings are just too much, man. They're just too much. I just love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we love you too. And what were we saying? If I had a crush <laughs> now, I would definitely be like, hey, you know, I'm into you. Let's go out on some dates and see if we're, you know, compatible, if we like each other, you know, if we have some, like some chemistry going. It's not like, oh, hey, we're dating. Yeah. I think other than that, their only interaction is in the lunchroom and in biology. Mm-hmm. That's it. People. That's it. That's it. That's it. Bella goes to her classes, and Jessica wants to know what happened in Port Angeles. 
Bella says it was fun, that Edward drives crazy, and that they're going to Seattle on Saturday. I also put down that Bella mentions how unbelievably gorgeous he is and how intimidating he is as well. Sounds like what you would describe a serial killer as. Huh. Is this a true crime book? (laughs) True crime. Twilight edition. Twilight edition. (laughs) I'm just getting into a lot of true crime podcasts, so... This is a true crime podcast now. (laughs) It's a true crime podcast. Yes. After each class, he's literally waiting outside for her. Mm -hmm. Again, that's the thing that I just wasn't attracted to after saying, yeah, sure, I'll go out with you. And then after like a full day of that, I'd be like, okay, this ain't going to work out. You can back off a little bit. I think we're better off as friends. <laughs> like, I gave you the 12-hour chance and you blew it. So she says they're hyper-analyzing boy stuff with Jessica, which was definitely like high school. Oh, yeah. Bella makes a big deal in saying that there's more to Edward than his hotness. <laughs> and I was like, is there? We'll come to find that out a little bit more later on in the book. But right now, all I'm getting in this particular moment is... He's gorgeous, but intimidating. He's mysterious. He's sparkling. He's dazzling. He's mysterious. Yeah. We have an understanding of who he is now, but we don't know much about Edward still. Bella makes a big deal also in saying that she thinks that he likes him more than he likes her, which I was kind of like major eye roll at that. (gasps) Then I thought about it again. And I was like, I think everyone goes through that. Mm-hmm. Like you're in a stagey relationship where you're convinced that you like the other person more than they like care for you. And that's really because you're the only one who can really feel and hyperanalyze your own feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edward's waiting outside for her. Oh. And then they eat lunch together. And then... He's trying to convince her to not go to Seattle this weekend instead doing something different. Yeah. Here's my little spark note paragraph. Edward is trying to convince Bella to go do something else over the weekend rather than go to Seattle because Edward is sparkling in excitement to show off his many features as a sexy vampire. Mm. (laughs) Um, Bella wants to drive and is trying to keep this shit out of Charlie's attention because she doesn't want Charlie to know that, okay, she's seeing Edward now Mm -hmm. because Charlie doesn't know anything, which, I mean, to be fair, I was this person when I was a kid. (laughs) I'd be like, I don't want my parents to know anything. (laughs) Really? Well, like, if I was, like, if I was talking to somebody, I kept it to myself, and it was just something that I cared about. Plus, my parents were like, you don't need a date. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'm 16, I do. I need a date right now. Right now. I mean, you really don't need to, now that I'm older, and I understand that, but at the time. But I good would... luck telling a 16-year-old that they shouldn't be dating. Exactly. And I mean, honestly, if you feel like you should, probably, it's good social development if you're into it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then that's also fine. It's also fine. She's trying to not let Charlie know about this. And Edward actually is kind of getting pissed off. He's getting not pissed off, but he is kind of like, well, why aren't you going to tell Charlie this? I yeah. think you should tell Charlie this. And she's like, no, 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 nope, nope, nope. Also, he's insisting that he drives and not her. Very controlling. yeah. There are a lot of parts of Edward that I don't like. I want to go back to this before we go into things about Edward that I don't like because (laughs) I'm going to get derailed on this. 
But one thing that I noticed was that in this conversation, Bella also exaggerates how ordinary she is. Yes. And then Edward says, quote, you didn't hear what every human male in this school was thinking on your first day. Again, because she's the new girl. They everyone don't see just, new people. Everyone just wants to bone her. They're like, you see the hottie over there? La, 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 la. <laughs> and who's everybody? The three other guys that are in the school, which are Eric, Mike, and Tyler. That's it. That's it. That's it. Nobody else. <laughs> nobody else are... Nope. Nobody else. It's just those three. The thing that I really don't like that Edward does in this conversation is he says that he wishes that Bella wouldn't think some things. So he his controlling also gets into her head he's like i want to control what you think how you perceive things and if that's not controlling and manipulative i don't know what is it's weird and it's creepy and it's if you think about it she's very young she's 16 years old 17 around that yeah that age range and he's i mean yeah he looks like a 17 year old but he's been alive his life experience is it's like over it's basically a century yeah and so he's probably experienced a lot more things in life i think that kind of reflects with his experience and his knowledge and all that stuff and him being a vampire and like okay now i told this human person that i'm a vampire I think he feels like he's obligated to be in control because he's older, wiser. He thinks he's smarter, Mm -hmm. yada yada, basically. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of getting too, because it does feel a little bit controlling. Just in a way. Just in a way. And it's because he thinks he knows better. Yes. But then you get into kind of what we talked about in the episode with Rainer, because I just listened back to it and it's fresh (laughs) in my head. You get to these gray areas of justifying how controlling and manipulating he is and how it's coming from a good place. And that's a very dangerous place to go is when you're trying to justify any behavior that's manipulative or controlling or Mm -hmm. anything, you know? Yeah. Which is a red flag. Yeah. So it's just, it's a weird perspective. It's basically, it's like you're almost gaslighting the reader into thinking that his unhealthy behavior is healthy for a reason. So this is where I started thinking about this little theory of mine. Maybe I'm thinking too hard about this. I thought this was interesting, was him being so controlling. Is it partially due to him being a vampire. We've been talking about how vampires are romanticized and they have the power to manipulate people into falling in love with them and doing all these things. When I was reading this and thinking about that other thought, I was like, is Edward actually trying to manipulate Bella to fall in love with him a lot more and more and more and this controlling part of him trying to get her to do that? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, we'll kind of talk about this later, about the attraction that they have to each other, and they kind of talk about why they have that, Mm -hmm. or at least on his end, why it's there. Yeah. But it's just like a Venus flytrap drawing its prey in. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Now, not saying that this is actually what's happening in the book, but it's a possibility that this could be a thing. Yeah, and it's definitely not out of like the realm of possibility. Yeah. I don't think it's an unreasonable thing. Before the chapter ends, Bella is asking Edward, will I get to see you in action, for instance, when he's hunting with Emmett or whatnot? And he's like, hell no, because that is dangerous. And I'm dangerous, but I love you, but I'm dangerous. Yeah, Edward literally has to spell out to Bella how he hunts. And I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) 
And he's like, I like mountain lions. Right? That makes you such a man. Ugh! <laughs> well, I like to hunt. I don't like to hunt, actually. Hunting is not fun. I've never hunted. I, I yeah, it's I not. would try it. I feel like it would just be boring. I've seen people do it where they just sit for hours. Yeah, I feel like hunting and fishing kind of have the same vibes. Still haven't gone fishing yet. Doesn't David fish? Didn't he go fishing with his dad or something not too long ago? Can't yeah. you guys go fishing together? Yeah, you would think. <laughs> we, we were actually supposed to go fishing together, but it was the day after I ran the peach tree. Yeah, no. And I was sleep deprived because whenever they go fishing, they go like real early. I was tired and David was also sick, so it just didn't work out. You and live near woods. I would try hunting, but I feel like I've heard that hunting and fishing kind of have the same vibe where it's, unless you're like a very serious hunter, it's more like just for the fun and the hangs than... Than the actual hunt. Yeah. Especially, I think, if you're doing like deer hunting and you do the whole sitting in a stand kind of thing. Yeah, no. I guess if you're tracking something, it's definitely a little different, more active. I had a customer of mine at my coffee shop. I saw them not too long ago. They were elk spotting. They had all this camo on and everything. And I was like, I haven't seen anything like that in Colorado. (laughs) I see that more in Georgia. That brings us to chapter uh, 11, complications. (laughs) So. Oh my God. Yeah, so we start off in biology class. Where you can cut the sexual tension with a knife. I put down, Bella's having a hard time concentrating on a Bill Nye special because she was so close to Edward in biology class. Did you say Bill Nye special? I assume that they're watching Bill Nye. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're watching a video in class and it's not specific. And so let's Bill just Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Bill Bill, 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 Bill. I mean, it's him or Mr. Wizard. That's what I remember from my science career. I don't know, Mr. Wizard. He was like pre-Bill Nye. Bill more Nye, in the, 80s. the science guy. But I saw a lot of Mr. Wizard when I was in sixth grade. So she could even feel the electric currents in her body from dazzlement when she was sitting next to Edward. Mm. <laughs> What's creepy is how Edward reacts and laughs off like she's a cute little puppy. So, and that's like the other thing that I don't like is with some of her reactions that she does do. If she's like next to him and she's feeling all giddy and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, like, laughing about it, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what? Talk about a mood killer. Well, it's just, like, Very you know, dismissive. If I was with somebody, and they were laughing at me for being giddy about being around them, that would make me feel like what I'm doing is silly or stupid. Yeah, and it'd be a turnoff, and you're like, why am I... Yeah. Interested in this person. Exactly. Or whatever. And then... <laughs> After biology, Edward strokes Bella's cheeks with his fingertips, and she could feel how icy it was. That even felt like a burn afterwards. Then he just walks away. He doesn't say anything. He just touches her cheek. He's like, oh. Their relationship's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. It becomes this trend where he's touching and stroking her cheek and then walks away. No words. Her face cheek. Yeah. That's it. Nothing else. Doesn't kiss her. Doesn't say a word. Just strokes it like it's a cat. And then walks away. Walks away. Goes to gym or something. And Bella's just standing there like... No, Bella goes to gym. Oh, Bella goes to gym. I don't know where the fuck Edward goes. He's skipping class. He skips all his classes and no one cares. He's the 50-year freshman that nobody asked for. 
Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Bella plays racquetball with Mike and PE. And I'm like, why doesn't she like him? Because Bella's basically like, oh, I suck. You don't want to be on my team. And Mike's like, it's okay. And basically like plays her side and his side. He's just never going to stop asking her to this freaking dance. He's- Has the dance happened already? No. Okay. He's no, the dance is on Saturday. Asking. Remember that was the whole Seattle thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's really trying hard. Yeah. Even though he has a date to the dance. Jessica is obviously a number two. A choice two. Like a backup option. Yeah. <laughs> Poor <Jeez>. Jessica. <laughs> and every time I think about Jessica, I just think about Anna Kendrick's face. Mm-hmm. That's it. Poor Anna Kendrick. Anna, you deserve better. <laughs> Jessica, you deserve better. Sorry. <laughs> so Mike talks to Bella and he's like, so you and Edward. And Bella's like, what about it? And they're talking about it as they leave. And Edward picks up Mike's thoughts about Mike not liking that Bella and Edward are a thing. Oh, yeah, because he's waiting outside in gym. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like, let me just scan everyone's thoughts while I'm here. And Bella is obviously pissed when Edward is like, so Mike doesn't like that we're together. And Bella's like, why the hell are you scanning everyone's thoughts? Like, chill out, dude. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> it's like a trust thing. It seems like he's reading all these other people's thoughts and they're about Bella. To get a reading on Bella. Yeah, and... It's kind of like he doesn't trust her. It's scary how possessive he is. Yeah. It's not a good turn on Edward. I think we call that a turn off. Yeah, never mind. (laughs) I'm just saying. Drink your coffee. I'm just saying that I'm getting closer and closer to Team Jacob. Edward ends up apologizing, but it definitely seems forced and not really overly sincere. And he agrees to let Bella drive on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Charlie asks if... Bella's still going to Seattle and Bella half lies, which I feel like at this point it's like a full lie because you're not. With boys and stuff like that, I wouldn't tell my parents anything really. I mean, not like I was doing anything, but I would just kind of keep it to myself. Like, I'm just doing this. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say like who I was with or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't doing anything. Mm -hmm. But this was even like when I was in college and my parents would ask, I would just be like, oh, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Not specifically telling like who, because why? Yeah. There was a moment where Edward is asking Bella questions. So he's playing 20 questions with her now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he does is he's like, what's your favorite color, Bella? One, the most generic question that you could ever ask a person. What's your favorite color? She says brown. <laughs> or like she mentions brown or something like that. Yeah. And immediately Edward's like, brown is warm. And... I don't know about what y'all are thinking, but I'm thinking about something about warm and brown that isn't quite appropriate. (laughs) That's all I was thinking about this entire time. Do you remember when Pepsi, their slogan was brown and bubbly? That brings (laughs) up so many images that... And so... It It was so unfortunate. And I think they aired it around the Super Bowl, but I don't remember which one. It's definitely not their slogan now. No. And I'm like, who is their marketing advisor? Who okayed this idea? Brown and bubbly. (laughs) Brown is warm. Yeah, I definitely feel that after I have, like, my first cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. First cup of coffee, that really gets everything moving. Uh, Brown and bubbly. Amen. Now that y'all know our bowel movements. He also asked her, like, what's your favorite gemstone? How is this a question? I don't think I have a favorite gemstone. This is 
these are things that do like, you have I, a favorite gemstone no because i don't think about these things i don't really look into gemstones or anything like I guess that sapphires are pretty i don't know what my gemstone is i think it might be emerald. mine's diamond is it really april's diamond yeah Ooh. That's cool. I'm fancy. You super fancy. I'm super fancy. I heard about something where you can like go in some mines somewhere in Arkansas and just find diamonds. I don't know. That Maybe sounds like where you go if you want to get molested. Uh, probably. <laughs> but I'm not going to Arkansas. You get molested to... and you get diamonds. <laughs> no. But yeah, he's asking her these questions. Like, what movies do you like, dislike, and places that she's been to, and places sh- that she wants to visit someday. Are you sure this is in the next chapter? Nope, this is chapter 11. Okay. He's asking her all these questions, and these are just questions that are very random, and I'm like, how are you thinking about these things? Oh yeah, this is... Yeah, this is the following day. Yeah. Yeah, he asks her all, like, the small talk slash get-to-know-you questions that you ask people when you're... Maybe he's just trying to get a better read of her, though, because I can't read her mind. Mm-hmm. What... I mean, they're not horrible questions to know. Like, I mean, you're one of my best friends. I don't know what your favorite gemstone is. That's not something that we talk I about. I also don't know what your favorite <laughs> color is. What's your favorite color? It rotates. Really? Between you... purple, black, and sometimes blue sometimes okay it's like the why <laughs> you know how vowels like why is sometimes a vowel sometimes blue is my favorite color sometimes what shade are you what shade of blue it varies <laughs> i'm telling you and that's why i hate it when people ask me like what's your favorite color i don't know it varies i like red red's my favorite color really yeah huh i thought it'd be green or something no it's red <laughs> like fire engine red fire engine red okay i will yes. remember that next time like fire engine red is Britney's favorite color. Yes. <laughs> that specific shade. That specific shade of red. Like the alarming red where nature was like, I'm gonna slap this on everything that's poisonous. I'm like, yes, that color, I love it. That's Take a, note, people. That's a good color right there. <laughs> they watch another movie in biology and cue the sexual tension. What are they watching that's so sexual? Maybe sex ed videos. Have you not seen how arousing Bill Nye the Science Guy is? Oh, he's so arousing. Mm. Bill Bill. Nye the Science Guy. Bill, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. In-person episodes are just a whole nother level. This this really is. Oh, I had something in here that says the Twilight explanation. Yeah, Edward says that Twilight is the safest time of day for vampires. Yes! It makes sense because vampires at night it's safer for people to be you know not lurking around in the dead of night mm-hmm. maybe they're more likely to be shot you know be like oh there's a trespasser or something or yeah makes sense why it's called this book series twilight i get i mean i don't know i don't know either i, I didn't really get why twilight was the safest time of day i was like maybe it's because it's like the mix of the people world and the vampire world was my thought that's what i'm thinking it's like the transition to where people are going in for the day like normal people mm-hmm. and then vampires are coming out because they sparkle or vampires are just coming out because i mean with myths and everything that we know like vampires don't do well with sunlight and they sleep during the day these myths that supposedly are being debunked by edward it makes sense mm-hmm. it makes sense and then at the very end of the chapter, Jacob and Billy show up at the house. Dun, dun, dun. 
Chapter 12, balancing. <laughs> balancing. So Billy clearly showed up to warn Bella. He is not happy that she is with Edward. Yeah. He doesn't come out and say, hey, don't you dare do that. But he's just like, I know what they are. You know what they are. You don't want to be involved in that. And this is the first time we see Billy, correct? Or no, this is not the first time we see Billy. This is the first time that we have a serious interaction with him. Billy is supposedly good friends with Charlie. but I don't think it's even supposedly. I think they are good friends. From what I've been reading, and especially with this interaction, he's kind of not really fond of Bella. When she would go to spend summers with Charlie and hang out with Billy's daughters and stuff like that. He's not fond of her? Where'd you get that from? Or not fond. I guess like... Involved? Not involved. I guess like he's not as welcoming, if that makes sense. Because I think part of it is because he sees her with Edward and he knows who Edward is. Mm -hmm. I think he's disapproving of... Yeah. I mean, obviously they're kind of family friends. Mm Mm-hmm. So they have this standing relationship and he doesn't approve of her dating Edward. Yeah. When I was reading some of his interactions with her, they seem kind of, I guess like cold, but not in a way where he's ignoring her or anything. It's no, just, it's just disproving. Yeah. And Jacob is all about, hi, Bella, how are you? Well, Jacob was just dragged along by Billy because he's obviously into Bella. And I think maybe this is a good way for Billy to be like, hey, you know, I see you're into guys. I have a son. (laughs) Go to the wolves. That doesn't work out. No, basically, Jacob has also been asking Bella why she hasn't been driving. Because Edward's been driving her around town Mm -hmm. all the time. If Jacob is talking about this and Billy's around, Billy's hearing that she's around Edward and obviously he's just kind of like, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't know why. No, we don't. We don't. So the following day, Edward picks her up for school again and asks her more get-to-know-you questions. And he's asking a little bit more personal questions, like, about her mom. Mm-hmm. Even her dating history, which is not very much. Yeah. <laughs> not much of a history there. Because apparently she was unnoticed in Phoenix, and she's just totally perfect, like, this hot shot young woman in forks but she's just like what 16 years old like how much are you dating before that i wasn't dating much when i was around that age i think i had my first boyfriend in like seventh grade go britney whoop whoop no but it was what you would consider middle school relationships holding hands in the hall yeah something silly like that yeah not anything serious should edward know relationships in middle school and early high school are kind of puppy love I guess you didn't really date, but usually, in my experience and the friends I had at the time, usually you would have an idea of who someone's been with when you were with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe not every single person, but at least the ones that had some kind of substance to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was fairly normal. I mean, nowadays, if I was single and dating, I don't think I'd ask someone for their relationship history unless there was like a marriage or a kid yeah or some kind of baggage with an ex or if like or a if story popped up where it's like oh i dated this person at the time and this is what happened yeah and here's how it's relevant to the story yeah yeah normal things yeah edward basically says that he's leaving early because he's gonna hunt with alice before they go off to their little adventure that we don't know about 
for the next day because they're not going to Seattle anymore. Spoiler alert. Ooh. Yeah, so we meet Alice, who's obviously concerned about Edward hanging around Bella. I remember, too, when this book came out and it was hot and everything. Everyone loved Alice, from what I remember. I enjoyed Alice in this book. She seems a lot more welcoming than the other people in the colony. And she's plan. reasonable, too. I feel like she's a reasonable person. Yeah, she's reasonable. She's nice. She kind of welcomes Bella a lot more. and She does some cool stuff later in the book. Yes. She does. And I understand why people really liked her. Yeah. They go hunting. Bella basically tells everyone that she's doing errands and chores on Saturday. (gasps) Instead of saying that she's going to To hang out with Edward. Edward. She can't go to the dance. She's not going to the dance. But she's like, no, I'm choosing to stay home and get my life done. Oh, tracking back to Alice again. (laughs) Can't get enough of her. We can't get enough of her. But, okay, so you know how it was mentioned earlier that Edward has a musical voice. Oh, God. Did you keep a tally? (laughs) Not with this, but it's related to this. So when we do meet Alice, obviously Stephanie Meyer is perfect with her adjectives and says that she has short hair that's spiky with an elfin face. (laughs) And then her voice is a high soprano. (laughs) Just keeping the musical descriptions, you know, together. You know, she has a high soprano voice with an elfish face. And short hair. Yeah, women who sing soprano don't talk soprano. No. That's not how it works. They just they just have normal voices. Just normal voices. What is she just like, hello Bella? It is nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) That's our um Alice song. There we go. Perfect. Musical stylings of fiddle and pipe. We're gonna copyright that. We're here every Wednesday. (laughs) So yeah. Don't miss it. <laughs> Bella also drugs herself to sleep that night with Benadryl. <laughs> I wrote that down too. She's so excited for her date that she drugs herself with cold medicine. She's like, I'm going to go to sleep. I guess I put Benadryl, but it could be NyQuil, NyQuil or... What other cold medication is there? Tylenol? But I don't no, know if you can no. fall asleep from that. I mean, you'll die. Also, she's listening to Chopin because it's just lying around. I think you mean chopping. Chopping? <laughs> Actually, I will not lie to you. Somebody is going to be like, are you freaking kidding me? I literally thought his name was Chopping. No. This is going to go up with the Beethoven memory. I know. I know. I really thought it was Chopping because, okay, he doesn't really write much for flute. Let's just be honest here. Not for violin either. Yeah. It's mostly piano, right? Mostly yeah. piano. And so... Don't hate me on this. Piano music just sounds the same to me. That's a little ignorant. <laughs> well, at the time, especially, I wasn't listening to piano music. So I literally thought his name was Chopin. And I think I almost said it. And then somebody said Chopin. I was like, I'm going to say that word from now on. That sounds like it's the right word. Apparently, she is Chopin, just hanging out, lying around in her room. And she starts listening to it to fall asleep. Probably on the same CD as her Debussy. Or as you probably know it, Debussy. Debussy? Debussy. Debussy? Bussy? Yeah, it's Debussy. D- D-E-B-U-S-S-Y. Deb, you see? Deb. De? Deb. Just Deb. Bussy. Debussy. Deborah. Debrasity. So the following day, Edward and Bella just vote no on seattle and they go take a hike 
when they get out of the car before they take a hike, Edward takes off his sweater that he's wearing and he also unbuttons his shirt. Mm. And Bella can see the marble contours of his chest. Mm. <laughs> marble contours. I was just thinking of like a, a marble countertop or something. <laughs> Catherine's 20 she's like yeah I know what gets me off marble countertops Mm. have you seen those babies seen Mm. a marble countertop have you felt the smoothness of the marble countertop okay Catherine I mean I can give you some extra underwear from you oh my god (laughs) suitcase right there I thought of like the statue of David not my husband but the actual statue yeah later on she keeps calling Edward Adonis or something like that. The statue of Adonis, which Mm. she's comparing him to like these Greek god statues or like these Greek statues that are made out of real marble. Marble. Yeah. Maybe he is a statue and we just don't know. I mean, I explain why he's so cold. (laughs) Stephanie, is that what vampires are made of? Marble? This is what vampires are made of. Hey now, hey now. Kudos to the Lizzie McGuire movie for that tune. <laughs> so they hike, and they end up going into this meadow. Basically, Edward is hanging out in the trees, and Bella is out in the meadow, and she's like, oh, this is so pretty. Oh my god, Edward, you took me to this grassy knoll. And then all of a sudden, Edward walks out into the meadow with a glow. And that's how we end the chapter. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We see what happens to Edward and the sun. And we'll see that in the next episode. Next week. Next week. Which will also be recorded in person. We're recording a bunch of these for y'all. It's basically my trip. (laughs) Yeah. Your trip is basically coming and working with me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're writing this off in our taxes, too. Yeah. I mean, isn't this really how things would be if we lived close together? Yeah. It would be. It'd be great. Come back to Georgia. Kind of feels like a swamp here. I'm telling you. As soon as I walked outside of the airport, I was like, "Holy crap, it's humid." I went to pick up Catherine at the airport, and she texted me. She's like, "I just stepped outside, and it's so humid out." And I'm like, "This is actually nice compared to how it has been." I'm so spoiled. Very, very spoiled. Yeah, you probably feel like you're drowning. Uh, yeah. Considering I'm also wearing jeans and a sweatshirt earlier this morning. Yeah, you should have been wearing shorts. Yeah, I'm so cold on the plane. I was still cold on the plane with my sweater on fully. We'll be discussing chapters 13 and 14 next episode if you want to follow along. So grab a book and we hope you do it. And I guess we will see you next week. Peace out. Until then. Bye. Deuces.